Valley Street Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew Reno, my co-host Garrett. And I don't really have an explanation as to what we're doing today because there's just a lot of shit that we need to talk about, a lot of slates that we need to talk about, and that's it, really. I do have an announcement to make. For the next two weeks after this podcast, you will have a solo episode of just my co-host. I will be in Florida for two weeks. I will not be able to get on unless it's for maybe 15 minutes here and there. He is abandoning us. But that's okay. The show will go on. I've already prepared my material for the next two weeks. It's basically what everybody's ever wanted, is to listen to me talk by myself for an hour. So I don't blame you guys if you take two weeks off the podcast, because I'm not even going to listen to it. I can't listen to Garrett talk by himself, with himself, for probably an hour. If he goes longer, I won't be surprised. Like, me listening to myself talk is probably going to be, like, the biggest sexual orgasm I've ever had in my life. Ew. I might sit up in my room and listen to it. No, it's a kid's show. Kid's show? Stop. Jesus. Yeah. But, no, sadly, you guys just have Garrett next week and the week after that, and I'll be back, what, the third week of December? I don't know. I believe the, the third week, yeah. It's sometime before the 16th. That's all I know. It's, yeah. Is yeah. it the 15th? 15th? I'll, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't. It doesn't really matter. But where are you going to start? Let's start with last night's, I mean, just tire fire of a game. Okay, luckily, I did not watch the first half. Well, good for you. You missed three interceptions. Yeah. I mean. Um, came back. Well, checked my fantasy score at, like, what, 10? And I was like, oh, Lamar only has eight points. What? Where have I seen that before? With the Colts game. And I was like, oh, maybe I get a Colts performance out of Lamar Jackson to beat my co-host in fantasy and kind of lock up the one seed. In the, I thought it was going to happen. In our league. And then I'm looking, I, I finally, I sit down, I start watching the game, and I see an amazing catch by Mark Andrews. So set him up you got robbed on that. Yeah. That was a catch. They ruled it as they were going to give him the penalty. So the penalty yards negated the catch, even though he still caught the ball. Yeah. So you got totally screwed on that. But it didn't matter. Right, that catch scored. doesn't matter. And then, like, Lamar scores a, a, a touchdown with, like, three minutes. They only take off the clock. I'm like, oh, shit, I might actually, like, come close to beating you. And then the tire fire that was the first half rolled its way back into the stadium and just lit up the field for the second half, and Lamar threw another interception and then proceeded to not really be able to throw the ball. And not be able to score. And and the, it's not even like the Browns could score to make Lamar try harder to throw the ball and maybe throw it more interceptions because the game was just absolutely terrible. So those were four of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. It was basically Lamar threw it to the Browns. Like, it, it wasn't a tip ball. It, it was – he threw it in the wrong location. But I'm sorry, did Odell play for the Browns last night? Did he play? Where did he play yesterday? Oh, he had a touchdown. He did have a touchdown, but oh, that's right. He's on the Rams now. I forgot. Um, I thought it was Odell's fault that Baker's terrible. Because when you get four interceptions in a game, you should be able to score more than three points off of those four inter- interceptions. Shit, the Patriots got four turnovers yesterday, and they finished the day with, what, 36 points? I, I mean, that's just me. I thought Baker Mayfield was elite. That's what I was told. I thought Odell was the problem and Baker was elite. And once Jarvis was healthy, the, the Browns were going to roll. That's what I was told. I, it, that's what the experts all said, right? So as far as yesterday goes, the Browns are out. Can we cross them off? Like they don't count anymore. They're done. I mean, that's pathetic. How do you score 10 points in a game where the other team literally can't help but give you the ball? Yeah, I... I don't know. 
I the the statistics came to to back up Lamar's performance though. There's some wild statistic that people coming off of an illness not related to COVID or even COVID related, which Lamar wasn't, is their their next game is very 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 bad. And the statistic the statistic holds true. Lamar had a terrible performance, and the Browns will be Browns. I, I to quote Juju Smith-Schuster from last year. The Browns are terrible, and I can talk shit because I'm a Steelers fan. And no, you can't. I can talk no, you, shit. No, you can't. You wow, can't. I lost to the best no, team in our division. No, no, no. You can't lose to the Browns in a playoff game and run your mouth. About oh, the I can run the mouth. No, you're not going to. I'm not going to. Oh, about that no. Anymore. As the person that that talked up the Browns all offseason, they were going to be some massive team and be great because their defense was top five and their roster all around was top three. Yeah, you. You can't say anything. Oh, I can talk as much shit as no, I want. No, because like you just said, you you were on the Browns. I mean, you were all over it. Yeah. And you questioned me when I said that the Browns would be let down. But if Case Keenum plays last night, you think the Browns can win that game? Yeah. I uh, thank you. That's all I need. We can move on to the next topic. Okay, next topic. Um, let's jump to. Oh no, I'm just kidding. But anyways, let's jump to the Colts yesterday. Wow, that's all I have to say. Okay. Wow. Let me let me give you a stat, and this one what. Let me ask this question first. What are the Colts good at? Special teams. Special teams, but what else? What's their what's their what's their offensive identity? Running back. Running back. Running the football. Let me give you a stat. In the 21 seasons that Tom Brady has been a part of, teams that run the ball less than 20 times per game against him are 6 and 104. <laughs> what so, do you have the 6 losses i can honestly if i thought about it enough i could come up with the teams i'm pretty sure there's a a niners game in there is there a titans one i think there is a titans game in there um i'm pretty sure that one of the games is a ravens game and then i think a jets one and that's it okay okay so it's less than 20 carries all right combined throughout the entire team yes through the entire game okay less than 20 carries you are six and 104. That is a, I believe it's a 4.9 or 5.9% chance or something like that to win the game. So if you'd like to improve your odds, here's a hint. Run the goddamn football more than 20 times. I'm sorry. I thought Jonathan Taylor was the MVP of the league after last week, right? How does that guy not get 25 touches by himself yesterday? Well, the Colts have completely taken him out of any sort of MVP talks with just not even giving him a chance to run the ball whatsoever this week against the Bucks. So who do the Bucks play next week? Do you know off the top of your head? Or do they have a bye? Ooh, uh, Tampa plays Atlanta. Oh, great. So Cordero Patterson is what you're saying. If the Falcons want any chance of beating Tampa, just run Cordero Patterson yeah, to the ground. Yeah, it's a Cordero Patterson, 25 carry, touch, whatever. But, I mean, like Frank Reich, what are you doing? They're about to go up like 17 points in the second quarter. And just decide, nah, fuck it. Let's have Carson Wentz chuck it downfield. Kid show. Yeah, kid show. I mean, props to Antoine Winfield. He basically jumped over Michael Pittman to catch that interception. But, I mean, what a just dumb play calling throughout the entire game. That might have cost them a playoff spot. That Yeah, no, you needed that win because the Titans lost. Yeah, like the, you could have gained ground on the Titans, and now you're still basically three games back of them. And you're running out of time here. They still have to play the Patriots. I, that's not an easy win. Like, that's not an easy win. I I just, 
I give the Colts so much credit. I still have them winning that division. And then you just you you fuck up everything that you've done in the past three weeks. Like Jonathan Taylor just ran for two hundred plus yards and five touchdowns, and now you're like, oh well, the Bucks are notorious for not letting up run yards, but we're just not even going to try. And then our defense, who who like has been very 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 good, is just going to let this this guy named Lenny Leonard just run the ball all day all day long. Not even just run the ball; he's going to catch the ball too. Leonard fucking Fournette, the ex-Jaguars running back, is catching the ball this year. What was the stat I gave you? He is top four now. He's top four. In, He's top four yeah. now in, in targets yeah, as and back. receptions yeah. as the running back. This guy, You know what's funny? When he came out of the draft, remember him coming out, everybody said, well, he can run the ball, but he cannot catch. Now he's Tom Brady's favorite target as, a, as the running back. I yeah. mean, he's turned into James White. I, I don't know how many how many catches he had in his entire career in Jacksonville. It was not many. They did not throw him the ball. But what is going on? Like, can, does Tom Brady does Tom Brady just like make all of his players just do things that they've never done before, and then the, the second that he leaves, it just goes to shit? I mean, here's the best thing: like the Colts yesterday played an absolute just shell, cover two, you know, two safeties over the top. We're we're not going to let you throw it deep on us. And it's like, basically teams do that now. Like, every team does that. Kansas City, that's all Kansas City sees. Because it's basically like, let's see if you're patient enough not to throw it over the top. Okay, well, that doesn't work when you play against Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is the king of, oh, it's not there? Okay, check down. Oh, it's not there? Okay, check down. Oh, it's not that Check down. I mean... The guy's never going to be impatient. He's just going to, okay, you're not giving that to me? Fine, I'll do this. You, you don't want me to do this? I'll do this. He doesn't care. So at some point, you have to come out of that coverage and make Brady beat you a different way. If you just let him check it down to Leonard Fournette and Rob Gronkowski and Cam Brate all day, you know how many targets those guys had combined? So I believe Brady threw it 37 times. I think those guys had like 19 of the targets. I mean, if you let him just throw it to those guys, those guys are always open. That, uh, that was embarrassing for Frank Reich and the Colts yesterday. And Carson Wentz once again turned back into Carson Wentz. When you needed him to be good, he turned back into who you know he's going to be. And what did I say at the end of the game? They had a shot into the end zone. I said he's going to throw an interception here. And, of course, picked off on the one-yard line. I mean, it's just how it goes. That's, that's Carson Wentz to a T. Yeah. Sorry, I'm j- I got a little depressed. I just typed in Steelers Bengals into Google search. But we don't got to talk about that. What's the next game? We really got to go over. Well, unless there's more of the Colts Bucks you want to talk no, about. No, I think we've I think we've covered the Colts. I mean, do you want to jump to another game or can I give you a little bit of a MVP conversation? Go ahead, co-host. All right. So we just talked about Jonathan Taylor and how he was in and then out immediately of the MVP talks. Yeah. Tom is, Brady is the answer. Okay. It was Lamar Jackson yesterday but for can, me. But can it be Brady? I mean, he didn't really do anything to win it yesterday. So yesterday I had said that Lamar Jackson, I think, was the favorite to win MVP. And then he went and threw four interceptions against the Cleveland Browns and scored, what, nine points? Ten points? Well, they scored 16. But yeah. Whatever. Well, so here's my question. I, I know you're saying Brady, and yeah, Brady can go on a month-long tear where, I mean, he's going to play the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to play the Panthers twice. It's like he's going to play the Bills. He could torch the Bills for 400 yards and three touchdowns, whatever. If he doesn't do that, I know Aaron Rodgers is sitting there 
I don't think people are going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because of all the stuff that's gone on with him, the COVID stuff, the you know basically holding his team to team's gun to a head. His numbers aren't as good as they were last year. Is there a position player in the league that can win the MVP? They have to be on the defensive side of the ball. There's no running backs. Can I offer you a name? On the offense or the defense? On neither. Special teams. Special teams. Nick Folk. Is that what you're going to say? No, I wasn't going to say Nick Folk, but it's funny you said that. Because someone, I listened to another podcast earlier and they were joking about Nick Folk. Is it Justin Tucker? Like we, you know, so it's not it unprecedented for it could be. It's not unprecedented for a kicker to win the MVP. 1982. I don't remember the kicker's name, but he won an MVP over Dan Fouts, who was quarterback of the Chargers. So a kicker has won the MVP before. <laughs> it's one of the worst MVPs ever, but it has happened. This is one of the worst NFL seasons I've ever seen, though. Like, like tell me what guy has been more important to his team this year than Justin Tucker? I mean. He won a game on a 65-yard field goal. They march him out there. It doesn't matter the situation. It's going in. Let me ask you this question. A million dollars on the line. Steph Curry to make a free throw or Justin Tucker from 40 yards, who you want? Oh, I'm putting a million dollars down? No, no, no. You're going to win a million dollars if one of those things happens. Oh, Which Justin one? Tucker. To it's Tucker from 40, right? You trust Justin Tucker from 40 yards, regardless of the situation, more than you trust Steph Curry to make a free throw. I, I, I agree with that. It's lights out. Every time he comes out there last night, the Browns are kicking it all over the field. There's a crosswind in that stadium, and Tucker's like, yeah, watch this. It's going dead middle. It's every time with that guy. Is Justin, Justin Tucker the league MVP? I think Justin Tucker's the best kicker of all time. We've had this argument, uh, we've had and this. we don't have to have it no, again. Uh, listen, he's easily number two. Like, it's not even close. He's number two, at least for me. And like I've said, he just doesn't have the clutchness in the biggest moments for me, but it's not like the dude's not incredible. It's, it's lights out. You, he marches out there. If he misses, you're like, are you, wait, what? He missed? See, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation, but I, I, do, I don't think you can use that clutch aspect to downgrade Justin Tucker anymore Listen, hitting 40 plus yard field goals to, to win Super Bowl games I understand how is, many Super Bowls has Justin Tucker been in was he in that one with the Ravens I don't think so I don't think he was on the team for that because I think it was still Stover that year so I mean can you blame him his team was, no, hasn't been good enough I, under, I understand that but like Vinatieri what he accomplished I understand and he was in those situations I, I'm never gonna give it to anybody else those kicks in the snow are like the two greatest kicks in NFL history. It's just, it is what it is. But Tucker's easily number two. I think we need to start making the case for Justin Tucker as the MVP of the National Football. I, that's kind of gross, but the MVP is supposed to be the most important player on your team. The Ravens probably lose like four games without him so, this year. I mean, realistically, like, I don't know. Does Justin Tucker have the most points in the league this year? Uh, no, probably Nick Folk does. I would imagine it's But the it's Patriots Folk. win games without Nick Folk. Yeah, I mean, you know, because, I mean, Nick Folk's not Justin Tucker. Nick Folk rolls out there for a 50-yarder. He missed one yesterday. He missed a 54. You know, he, 53. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I got to get so those right. One fucking yard. Listen, Relax. Listen. Yeah, but if I get that wrong, I hear about it from somebody but else. But you didn't get that wrong. That's I didn't fine. need to be corrected on one yard, <laughs> yes, asshole. But... Right, but they can probably plug another guy in there yes. and figure it out. The, the, the Ravens don't beat the Lions. Folk ain't, folk ain't make, making them from 56. <laughs> folk missed the one against the Bucks. you know? Guarantee you Tucker hits that one. Like, guaranteed he hits that. 
you know? So it's not Folk. It, it's definitely Tucker. He's still the best kicker in football. I think this is where I'm at. I'm going to start banging the drum for Justin Tucker to be the MVP. It's I, so I, gross. I know it's gross, but do you really feel good about Tom Brady winning the MVP this year? I don't feel good about anybody. Exactly. You don't MVP. feel good about anybody. I think, I think they should be like, look. There's two MVPs next year. It's been so bad this year. Like, we just aren't going to give one this year. I mean, there's not a defensive guy, is there? <laughs> it's disgusting. Trayvon Diggs no, is going to get No, I do vo- not no, accept that. No, Trayvon Diggs is going to get votes. There's another guy. There's another corner in the league that's one interception Shh, behind Trayvon Diggs. Him. We're not going to talk about him. He plays for the Patriots. He's not getting any love. He might get a few votes. Like For MVP, no way. Miles Garrett, like, defensive player of the year, but not an MVP candidate. Aaron Donald has done nothing. Aaron Donald. It's not going to be Aaron Donald. TJ Watt has done nothing. And, I mean, yeah. these are defensive player of the year, guys, but with how bad the season's been, they got to be considered. There's one defensive player, and I think it's Trayvon Diggs, and it's disgusting because I think he's overrated as all hell. I think he's the most overrated player in the league. Offensive side of the ball. A receiver isn't going to win it because the quarterback is the product of the, or the receiver is the product of a quarterback. Jonathan Taylor was a talk, got shit on by the Bucks and his own team last week. And he still has a bye week to get through. Like No quarterbacks. Is, I think the only quarterback left for me that I'd feel okay with is Kyler. No, he missed those, but but right, he missed those games, and now I'm not comfortable with it. But like, if the if the Cardinals don't lose again, I almost feel like he probably should win it. They haven't lost without him. No, I no, they did. Yeah, they did. They lost to Carolina. They lost one game without. Yeah, Kyler they Murray. lost to Carolina. Yeah, so. so but they've won two games without Kyler Murray. Yeah, I know. I understand that. That's. My point. I, I don't think you're the most valuable player on your team if your team is winning games without you. No, totally, totally agree with that. That's why I'm sitting here saying, like, Justin Tucker actually should be in the MVP conversation. I, it was bothering me last night. I'm glad we talked about it. I still feel good about it. It's just disgusting. It is gross, but you know what? Kickers are people, too. Sure. <laughs> you want right. to talk about the uh, the Thursday night game? The Thursday night games. Yeah, we can I do should that. say. Start um, us off. The Bears and Matt Nagy. Where I there was these rumors, they were discussed during the game that Matt Nagy, whether they won or lost, was getting fired after the game on Thursday. There's been no reports about that. I don't know if you've heard anything. I've heard nothing. So is he staying? Do you think the Bears are dumb enough to keep Matt Nagy for even longer? Can't fire him after he wins a game, right? Yeah, right. You can't fire him after a win, so they're just stuck with him another week. So the Bears have never fired a coach in season, and they're one of the oldest franchise. What are they? A hundred and yeah, twenty years old or something like that. They're, they're like the second oldest franchise or the oldest franchise. They've never fired a coach in season. So I don't think that they're going to start now. Maybe they would. I think it'd be a smart move. I think it would too, because at least you can get an advancement on your next coaching hire. Yeah, but I had mentioned yesterday when we were watching the games that the Bears are in a lose-lose position realistically no matter what you're not going to do well enough to be a playoff team i think they're pretty much out of the playoff contention no matter what no they're so they're still in the hunt are they serious? They, yeah they are i just saw a graphic like an hour ago they are still they have to win out and get help but yeah they are still in it because they only so, have seven losses you're you know 10 and 7 you're going to get in in the nfc you're you have a long shot to make the playoffs 
and you aren't in a position to say, oh, well, let's just lose out and get a better draft pick because, oh, wait, your rookie quarterback who have had talks of being benched for Andy Dalton and whoever else that the Bears could sign, you traded away your first-round pick this year to get that guy. So you can't lose. You're in a very complacent spot in the NFL right now, and it sucks to be a Bears fan, or it sucks to be anybody involved in the Bears, realistically. And then the Lions are just... First pick, no matter what. Congrats, Thibodeau. You're going to the Lions next year. And then four o'clock game. Oh, you so said Thibodeau, and I'm like, wait, Tom Thibodeau? He's gonna coach in the NFL. I got it went right over my head. I no. forgot. Yes, Oregon's yeah. D tackle. Yes, I know. Look out for I, draft stuff coming too. By the way, um, Raiders Cowboys. I mean, look, the Cowboys got lucky because the Eagles lost yesterday. I think. The penalties. I mean, just the penalties. That DB, that Brown kid, had four penal- four DPIs. Like, that is just so bad. And I'm not, like, I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming Mike McCarthy because the coach's job is to put a player in the position that best benefits him to win, and you basically put a DB out there that was not prepared to play. And congratulations, Cowboys fans. You you never fail to amaze me and all of the excuses that you come up with when you lose when your team is actually good. Like, some of those calls in that game, maybe maybe were pretty bad. Oh, it was, the officiating in that game was terrible. Like, let's call but, it what it was. But it you, was can't, you can't use the fact that, like, your DB, like you said, is giving up plenty of fouls to, to just let the Raiders beat you for the most part. And, yes, if you have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, congratulations, you win that game. You should still beat the Raiders. Cedric Wilson, how many balls are you going to drop, bro? Darren Waller was out of that game in the first quarter. First quarter, gone. Their only good player so on offense. So you let Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs beat you. Hey, can I just want to offer some scouting to the rest of the teams in the NFL. If Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson, Deshaun da- Jackson is lined up out wide, he's on a go route. He's running a go. Hey, might want to play a safety over the top. He's still like the fastest guy in the NFL. Yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. And then the game of the night, I guess. Oh, my God. Which was the worst game of the entire day. Um, Bills fans, I'm sorry to say this, but you are probably out of the race of the AFC North or East. Oh, no, 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 no. They're not done. They're not done. No, no. They're, they're, look, the Bills are still a good football team. But using losing a top five cornerback in the league, who is basically your entire cornerback well, room, he's not their entire secondary. But what he does for them, being able to just take somebody away, is so huge. It so, basically be like if the Patriots lost J.C. Jackson. The the biggest problem for the Bills is now either you're just moving your cornerbacks around more, or you're dropping a safety in Jordan Poyer or Edmonds to come take a cornerback spot and. That typically doesn't work out for secondaries for the most part because then you're playing a backup safety and in, in deep in the field. And a lot of teams with a competent quarterback and coaching staff are going to realize that and say, all right, well, we're going to start you the entire time. But congratulations. You snuck out a win against the Saints with Trevor Simeon and with no, no Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Kamara. I mean, and just, the, he, I mean, that guy's their entire offense, and they couldn't move the ball at all. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't move the ball. So how – the Bills bounce back with no Travis White we're going to see on Monday night. And if we haven't already said this enough, both of us will be at that game. So we will be first-hand experience to be able to talk about it. Oh, Garrett. Well, 
to talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it. Win or well, loss. It's, you're going to talk about it. <laughs> it's it's going to be discussed. I mean, look, here's what we learned about the Bills. They still can't run the ball. They get the shit beat out of them physically. I mean, they're not physical. The The touchdown that Diggs had in the end zone, that was an incredible, you know, incredible play. Lattimore got absolutely toasted. But the Bills play a lot of finesse football. You know what doesn't work in the playoffs and in the cold weather? Finesse football. But what have I been saying to you for like two months when we go to this game? I hope it's snowing and blowing and cold and it's just physical and nasty. Well, the the problem is is Josh Allen is still not solid enough in his NFL career to be this sporadic quarterback that makes things happen. He's not a Kyler Murray. He's he's a I feel any bit of pressure and the situation isn't going perfectly right for me. And I'm falling apart. And I already know what I'm going to hear. Uh, like if I were to say this in text messages or post this on Facebook right here, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, watch the game. The Saints got any bit of pressure on Josh Allen. And it was, oh, well, I'm going to try to run this way. But, oh, wait, there's a guy there. I'm going to try. And you're not. he's completely evaded looking down the field. And he's panicking because he's got rushers coming at him. Like, either just let yourself go down and accept the pressure and just go to the next play. Or you're going to have something that happened two playoffs ago against the Texans where you felt pressure, you ran, and you fumbled the ball and cost your team a playoff win against the Houston Texans. I mean, that pick he threw at the end of the first half. Like, they're going to go score a touchdown. They're going to go up, I think, three scores, and it's like, okay, this game is over. You can go into the second half and maybe sit some guys down, you know, like not have to play a game in the second half, basically. And he throws that interception, and it's like, what are you looking at? Like, what? I don't understand what he's not seeing. And this is the, you're the hunted now, and everybody knows it, and they're coming after you, and they can't block for him. Like they can't. Let's just call it. It is. They can't block. He doesn't read blitzes very well, and when the play do- design doesn't go as called, he panics. Like you said, you know. I think Josh Allen's a phenomenal talent. Jesus, can anybody? I think he can throw the ball farther than Mahomes can. You know, I think he can. He's just arms oh, yeah. and laser beam. It's incredible, but. Like, his ability to play quarterback in a clutch situation still bothers me. And we're going to find a lot out. I mean, this Monday game, we are going to find out everything about both of these teams. We're going to find out everything about New England, what they're actually made of. And we're damn sure going to find out if the Bills are actually a Super Bowl contender. Still have to feel feel out what I'm doing, rooting for whether I'm rooting for either team or just showing up in the Steelers. Steeler stuff and just pissing off Bills fans about week one. Come to the dark side. Ah, I don't know about all that. I'll get you a Brady jersey. Um, I'll let you wear the Brady jersey. I will. I don't want to do that. But it's just I have no faith in – I don't have no faith in the Bills, but the thought of the Bills and the Rams, who we can also talk about. Oh, we're going to get to them. I'm looking at my Super Bowl prediction, Rams-Bills. The faith and the confidence in both of those picks – out either of those two windows right behind you. Uh, it's just, it's gone to shit. Tredavious White is a huge factor in the Bills' defense, and I don't think they're making it through an entire playoffs without him, without one of these teams like the Kansas City Chiefs picking out that, that weak spot and saying, all right, well, Tyreek Hill, you're just going to run by whoever, whatever corner you have guarding you because they're not as good as Tredavious White. Everybody looks good until they get punched in the mouth. That's, And you know what? We'll just use that to go into my other Super Bowl pick. The Rams have been punched in the mouth. 
And it's it's uh, a beating that they're just not going to stop taking. I don't know what it is. Is it the Odell Beckham Jr.? I told you Matt Stafford is not that dude. It, but he's not that. What dude, is it? I'm is it no you. Robert Woods? Is it the addition of Odell Beckham Jr.? Is look it at just, that Titans game. Is it being too they, cocky? There's no way they should have lost that Titans game. Everybody rolled into that game. Was that Monday Night Football? I think it was a Monday game. Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday Night game. Nobody thought the Titans could beat them. No Derrick Henry. Julio's banged up. Titans roll up and smoke them. Smoke show. Can't block. Can't stop the run. Can't do anything defensively. Jalen Ramsey, where were you yesterday, bro? I heard you were talking. You were doing a lot of talking to Devontae Adams after that playoff game when you basically didn't take Adams. And then yesterday, what did Adams do to you? What did Randall Cobb do to you until he got hurt? MVS all over the place. Jalen Ramsey, where are you at, bro? He does a lot of talking until he gets beat. I'm sorry. I told you Matt Stafford wasn't that dude. I, I said it. You're I counting don't, I way don't, too much on him. I don't you can't think blame he's Odell. not that dude. I, I don't think he's not that dude. I don't want to use this as an excuse, but he's hurt. And I, I think overall it's the Rams being way too cocky with what they have. They get Von Miller. So they now have Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. So two of those people that I just named are the best players in their respective positions. I mean, there's potentially three Hall of Famers. There. Aaron Donald has done nothing all year, which well, is okay. That, I'm not so, gonna, no, 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 no. To say that Aaron Donald's done nothing all year is is that's false because I was going to say stats, more. His presence on the defense, drawing two two linemen every single time, everything he does outside of the sack numbers and the pressure on quarterback numbers, all of those advanced metric stats are just way too much to give up. But Jalen Ramsey has been really good against some really bad wide receivers this year. Devontae Adams. Took him I, to school. Yeah. Call what is he took him to I school. think Devontae Adams is the second best wide receiver in the league. If you want to say he's first, go for he's it. He's number one. Toasted him. J- Jalen Ramsey who? And then Von Miller, they suddenly get this. this Jalen Ramsey who? Jesus. <laughs> they, okay. they get All this, right. I mean, I was calling him out, but I didn't say Jalen Ramsey They get this who. left outside linebacker by the name of Von Miller from the Broncos, and it's like, oh, well, now their defense is even more unstoppable. And he's not really done much. And then you have this offense, this this high powered West Coast offense, gunslinging quarterback. Now, who's he throwing to? Cooper Cup's fallen off since Robert Woods. Is, was Robert Woods the glue holding that offense together? As much as he didn't get target, was Robert Woods legitimately at breakfast? And it was just like, all right, guys, we're just gonna stick together as a team. And now that Robert Woods can't go to breakfast, it's over. Matt Stafford's throwing a pick six in three straight games. That's not gonna work. No. Okay. Every time he gets pressured. The ball is off. Is Daryl Henderson not part of this offense anymore? What did he have last night? I don't think much. I'll pull it up. I I don't think he had a touchdown. Uh, no, he definitely didn't have a touchdown. So he went for, if my phone would load, uh, 16.55 and then four receptions for four targets. And a oh, touchdown. he did have a touchdown. So he had yeah. a receiving touchdown. I mean, you know, he had, he had 20, 20 touches. That's... but. 20 touches is a lot. I get that, but the Packers' defense hasn't been great against the run. So let's talk about the Packers because, I mean, we can pile on the Rams. We've been doing that. I don't ever want to hear again that Aaron Rodgers does not have enough help. 1-53 to on the Packers' roster. They are top three in the league. Their secondary is legit. Their pass rush is legit. Their offensive line, even banged up, still legit. Running back room, one of the best in the league. Wide receiver room, one of the best in the league. Tight end room, you know what? It's a mix of guys 
They always seem to be open. I don't know what it is, but they're always open. I don't want to hear that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the help. Well, the we Packers should. are a good enough football team. They should be in the NFC Championship game again this year. Well, we should have said that after the, the Packers beat the Cardinals. Marched into Arizona, no Devontae Adams. and Okay, but they also ran for like however many yards, and then all A.J. Green has to do is turn around and catch that ball. And you know, I mean, I don't want to use the Cardinals game because I think that's a bad example. A.J. Green turns around, he's catching that ball. It's a touchdown ball game. Like, But should that game have even really been close with how decimated that Packers roster was? Yeah, because I think Murray was nicked up. He wasn't playing right. Did he play? He played. I'll give you that. What have you always said? Uh, yeah, I know. Good, good. Way, to, way to get me there. That was pretty good. I'll give you that one. If you play. If your number's should... on the field, all I give a shit about is your number. Thank that's you. what I always say. There you yeah. go. So I don't care that's... what your ailments are. You were on the field. You're, you're 100% right. Okay. Is there any other games you want to talk about? Is there anything? Uh, let's take a break quick. Let's okay. come back to that. And we're back. But is it's it just, time? It's the most important fo- sports segment in all of podcast time, though. The Flaming Five wins of the week. Yeah, we still don't have a sound for it. Is that our running joke? Are we just never going to have a sound for that? It, it's I feel just like got to be at this don't point. Need a sound for it at this point. Um, update on the score. I'm waving the white flag. It's over. Season. It's. I mean, it's over. I'm going to continue to make my picks. There's no way I'm coming back next year when we do this. We're making the picks on Friday. That's we're, bullshit. We're going to make the picks on Friday. We don't record on Fridays. No, because well, we might have to change that or something. <laughs> because here's the, here's my problem. I get to the weekend or I get to the day right before the games, and I start thinking about the games a little clearer, and I'm like. Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I pick that? How many times this year have I picked a game and then like four days later, I'm like, yeah, the other team's going to win. Look, I don't know. I have no problem. That's my thing, though. I like Mondays. I'm still digesting what just happened and I'm really considering it and I'm feeling good, but I'm not thinking clearly. I need next year. I got to make these picks later in the week. I just have to. It's I think it's a mental thing with me. Okay. Uh, Last week, I swept. With the, the Thursday night games. Congratulations. You basically picked the favorite in every single one. I mean, I picked for the Raiders. Yeah. The, w- the, you, I let you pick those first. You went first dibs, I mean, and you yeah, chose I, to I pick the underdog. the underdog. How you is that? How, if when you're losing, is that the smart decision? Well, because I figured you would pick the favorite, so I needed to make up ground. I thought you. the Lions were going to win. I'm glad you took the Lions after the they Lions lost. The Lions would have won if they didn't <laughs> call two timeouts in a row. Do they just not know the rules? Like, are they trying to sabotage the only Dan Campbell? Kneecaps, they're biting off of their own. That's that's all. It's I not Dan say. Campbell's fault. That team plays hard. The, the rest of the roster and the coaching staff has got that guy. That defensive coordinator is standing on the sideline, screaming timeout for no reason. Yeah, no reason. All right. Uh, yeah. So last week I had the Bears over the Lions, Raiders over the Cowboys, Bills over Saints. Garrett had the opposite. Along with that, I have the Broncos over the Chargers, and or I had the Chargers over the Broncos, and the Broncos won, and I had the Vikings over the 49ers, and the 49ers won. And then Garrett had the Ravens over the Browns, and as we saw yesterday, that happened, and then he had the Dol- or the Panthers over the Dolphins, and Cam the Newton, Dolphins won. Cam Newton should retire. Yes. That was embarrassing. Leading into this week, do you want to announce yours, or do you want me to announce yours? Yeah, I can do mine. All right. So, I'm going to start out, I'm going to take the Chargers over the Bengals. This week, I'm picking a lot of teams that I just believe in as playoff teams, except for one. One of these games I do Fuck not believe you. in. 
Fuck you. I'm going to let you figure it out. Fuck you. Yeah. Kids show, kids show, kids show. It's the last one that I have written down. Maybe. I'm going Chargers over the Bengals, 38-28. Shootout. I'm going Cardinals over the Bears, 35-19. I'm going Chiefs over the Broncos, 24-9. I think that's going to be a weird game for the Chiefs again. And honestly, I don't even feel good about that pick. I think the Broncos can win that. I'm going to go Steelers over the Ravens, 24-16. Steelers just got their teeth kicked in, their balls ripped off, their kneecaps bit, whatever you want to call it. Baltimore's coming to town. We all know how this goes. That's going to be a bloodbath. Right, 24 so who, to 16. Who's your non-playoff team that's going to make it? The, the I have winning. the Steelers as a non-playoff team, and they're going to win this week. <laughs> that's what I have. I mean, come on. Are you serious? My last game is the Monday night game that I will be in attendance for. I have the Patriots over the Bills, 31 to 24. All right. So to lead into that, I also picked the Monday night game that I will be in attendance for. But just to, to give Garrett a little bit of a chance... Based on outcomes tonight, we don't just wash on points. I picked the Bills over the Patriots, 27-24. to 24. I like that score. I think that's going to have to be the score for Buffalo to win. I have uh, Bengals over Chargers, 31-24. I have the Seahawks. Oh, you, you're taking the Bengals in that. Yep. Interesting. I have the Seahawks over the 49ers, 21-18. Are you good? Picking against Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since we did that segment, Kyle Shanahan's been on a tear. It's in Seattle. It's one of the hardest... Hardest stadiums to play in. Uh, Kyle Shannon has won three games in a row. Still don't think he's a top ten co- or coach in the NFL. So how many more wins does he have? This to is get a to game that they lose. Four. Win out. Win out. <laughs> it's just a win out. Colts. I have the Colts over the Texans, twenty-four to twelve, and then I have the Raiders over the Washington Football Team, twenty-four to twenty-one. So, realistically, going, I I have the much much riskier games this week, which is not really a very rare occurrence. I mean, I mean that you took the Bengals. They should be. F- they're gonna. The Bengals are favored over the Chargers. You took the favorite. I, I picked most home teams. Yeah, I mean the Bengals are favored by four and a half. I think in that yeah, they're Vegas odds favored, but the Raiders could lose to the football team. The Raiders are due for a bad loss. The well, Seahawks just got a weird win. So. Yeah, the Seahawks could easily lose to the 49ers, and the Chargers could easily beat the Bengals. And the Patriots, honestly, are probably going to beat the Bills, but just to not be that guy, Listen, I picked opposite of you. I picked your stupid team to beat the Ravens. That's on you. I, I didn't mean, even do that. I, I have no faith in that pick whatsoever, other than it's the Steelers-Ravens, and they usually split. Yeah. That's that's the only faith I have in that. Um. All right, so we're going to do something new that we've really never... We only discussed we only discuss college football when it's draft season. Oh, we did just give it away. I mean, yeah, but yeah we're talking about uh, uh college football. So if you don't know the news that happened yesterday, Lincoln Riley, the ex coach of Oklahoma, is now the new coach of USC, and that Mike Tomlin check is now no longer valid for him, and he's not leaving the Steelers, I guess, unless he's going to LSU or he's not going to LSU. And with that happening, Oklahoma has had five players decommit in the past few days, one of which being the second-best quarterback in the 2023 draft class behind none other than Arch Manning, and that is Malachi Nelson, who committed in July. He has decommitted, probably going to commit to USC, I would assume. And with that, also, we have a five-star wide receiver in Brandon Innes, uh, Class of 2023, Trayon Webb, four-star running back, Kobe McKenzie, four-star linebacker, Derek Moore, four-star defensive lineman, and then Demetrius Pancake Hunter, 
four-star offensive linemen have all decommitted from Oklahoma with the Lincoln Riley news of leaving. What are your thoughts? So my first thoughts when I saw the news was this is clearly, there's two reasons for this. You have the name, image, and likeness stuff that is going on with kids being able to be paid for their services as far as doing commercials, signing autographs, whatever. USC is clearly a bigger attraction than Oklahoma is. The second thing, and I think that this is a ridiculous excuse. I don't think this has anything to do with the fact that Lincoln Riley can't coach in the SEC. I think it's, okay, if you put Lincoln Riley in the SEC, I still think Oklahoma is going to be a very successful team. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think Lincoln Riley is a top four coach in college football. Might even be top three. But if you're telling me that Oklahoma now has a more difficult road when the USC job, which I think USC is one of the top five programs to want to coach for, like USC is a final stop program. You basically don't have to go anywhere else. Although Oklahoma is that too. Oklahoma, USC, where you want to be. I mean, come on. Oh, LA. You know, so you're going to go run the Pac-12, which, great. You're going to run the Pac-12. USC is a big-time program. You're going to be able to get any kid you want in the country. Like, any kid will want to go there. I think people that are slamming Lincoln Riley for leaving Oklahoma but applauded Oklahoma for going behind everyone's back and leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC should be ashamed of themselves. That's, that's my personal opinion on that. You're fine when the school stabs everybody in the back and fucks everybody else over, kid show, but if a coach or a player does it, it's wrong. Yeah, I uh, the the logistics of it all of of everything that has happened, not too knowledgeable on. I don't follow college football the most. I just kind of look at the players and the prospects for the NFL. But from what I'm understanding and what I've read on Twitter and news articles, that this is one of the biggest things to happen to college football since the the merger into the SEC and the NIL deals. So, I mean, I, this is this is. I mean, as news. a USC fan. I I say that very lightly because, again, I don't follow college football. I just kind of like USC. I like the prospects that have come out of UFC. Michael Pittman, Juju Smith-Schuster, just to name a few. Matt Leinart. Yeah. Um, Reggie Bush. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking current. I know. I know. Um, that's just to name a few. I, I, just, I would say, like, maybe I'll get more into college football now that they have a decent head coach. It sucks for my man Jackson Dart, who is probably the only player on the USC roster I can name at yeah, the you, moment. You definitely can't name anybody else. Um, I'd willing to be. I'd be willing to bet a lot of money on that. But it's just it's wild to see that this stuff is able to happen. I guess it's just it's odd to me that he quits his job at Oklahoma and then is immediately allowed to sign a contract with USC. To well, it's, yeah, that's just how it goes. I mean, yeah. what do you think that check says? A lot of money. Like 10 years, 120? Well, so he's been in negotiations with the USC for, for months now. So I saw a just quick thing before we get into the contract. I saw a quick thing that his agents were probably the people that were spreading the rumors of him going to LSU. Most likely they're to like, drive oh, up the price. They're like, all right, yeah. let's put a fire out, out in those woods and say, all right, well, he's going to LSU. So USC is like, oh, yeah. So now we'll give him maybe 10 years, what, 100 and... I think it's 10 for 120. That's what I would imagine it is, which sounds big, but... I mean, it's only twelve million dollars a year to be the head coach only. of. I mean, to be a head coach at a Division One university. Yeah, but you got to think he's thirty-seven, so he'll he'll thirty-nine. He'll he'll be forty-nine at the end of his contract if that's what it is, and then if he does well, that 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 immediately that's turns a, into a ten-year another ten-year deal or a lifetime deal, which yeah. they, those happen. I mean, basically, in the last twenty-five years, 
it's the third biggest hire in college football. I mean, you have Nick Saban getting hired at Alabama. You have uh, Urban Meyer getting hired at Ohio State. And now it's, it's Lincoln Riley. And Lincoln Riley hasn't necessarily won anything. He has not won a national championship, although he's been very close. He has been in the playoffs. He's had two Heisman winners. He almost had three. Jalen Hurst finished third. Like, Lincoln Riley is a top five coach in college football. So for USC to get him, automatically USC is probably going to have the best offense in college football. Like, I imagine they will have the highest scoring offense next year or the year after, depending on how the recruits go. So question before we get into college football playoffs. Arch Manning has not committed to a school yet. Do you think that no. Lincoln Riley is Before you even finish, I don't think he's going to USC. No, he's going to yeah. Ole Miss. Is that kind of... I don't know if it's Ole Miss. I imagine it's going to be an SEC school. I mean, would I be shocked if it's Alabama? No. I know the Mannings are probably pretty close with, you know, uh, with Saban. I would not be shocked if Alabama's the school that gets him. Um, just, you know, location. He's going to go to the NFL. If you're Archie Manning, you probably want to play against the best talent you possibly can. Because let's be honest, like the Pac-12 is not the SEC. It's just not. Like the talent you're playing there is not as good. But the numbers you can put up in the Pac-12 are probably better than what you'll put up in the SEC. So, but I, I still think he'll probably choose. I would say Alabama is probably the front runner to get him. Other than that, I mean, so Tennessee, he, Ole Miss. He's 2023. When does he have to commit by? He still has a year, right? I think he has a year. Because you have to commit by your senior year or is it your junior year? I don't know. Uh, so I, you're you're, yeah. you're in a conversation that I don't understand, to be honest. Um, but this is something that we both can talk about. Uh, college football playoffs. Michigan beat Ohio State this weekend. Ohio State was in the top four. Do you think they will be the first team with two losses to ever make the, the college football playoffs? Well, the committee's definitely in an interesting spot. I mean, you have Cincinnati, and we've never seen a non-Power 5 school make it. Cincinnati's undefeated. If it's truly about having the four best teams in the country... Now, I said five weeks ago when we talked about Michigan and Ohio State, I said I think Michigan and Ohio State are the second and fourth best teams in the country, and then Alabama and Georgia are the other two. So if it's truly about having the best four teams, I would put Ohio State in. Whether or not the committee's willing to do that, I'm not sure. I think if you want the most viewership and to make the most money and to have the best football, it's Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Alabama at three, and Ohio State at four. Or those bottom three in any way, shape, or form. It, even the top four in put, any way, shape, or form. If you put Ohio State two, Michigan three, Bama four, Georgia one, and let those and let the SEC schools play each other and the Big Ten schools play each other, your ratings would be insane. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nuts. I'm just wondering. I think Michigan's going to three. I'm assuming Alabama goes back to two. If they put Cincinnati in, does Cincinnati remain after next week when we have the, uh, the like the conference championship games? And who's to say that Michigan doesn't do the most Michigan thing ever and lose to Iowa? Yeah. Like all they have to do is lose to Iowa and they're out. And then all of a sudden it's, well, who the fuck is in now, kid show? Like it goes to Notre Dame. Well, so, I mean, it's easy if, if Ohio State isn't in right now because then if Michigan – well, maybe it isn't because then if Michigan loses, does the loss to Michigan look worse for Ohio State? If, if Michigan was to lose, Ohio State's definitely out. 
But the thing is, Ohio State can't update their resume anymore. So their resume is what it is. And there's some good wins on there. It's, it's a very good resume. But not having that Big Ten championship game is going to hurt them. So I just, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do. To be honest, if it were me, I would not put Cincinnati in. If you want to see Cincinnati play Georgia, by all means. That's a f- I'll call the score right now. I'll go Georgia 54, Cincinnati 21. And I don't even know if they can get to 21. I'll give them 17. I mean, really? This is my problem when we put Notre Dame in every year. Notre Dame shows up against the big boys and they get plowed. That's another thing. Where is, does Notre Dame squeak There's in There's no now? way the committee is going to put Notre Dame in. They'll put Cincinnati in before they put Notre Dame in. But Michigan loses to Iowa. Notre Dame is now in the college. Oklahoma State? I don't know. So so Georgia and Alabama are almost a lock. For the most part, they are locked into the the college football playoffs. So we could have those two and then Cincinnati. Now, hang on. It'd be interesting because, again, no two-loss team has ever made it. Georgia and Alabama are going to play for the SEC title. Georgia beats Alabama. Is that our first two-loss team? Because if you let Alabama in on two losses, Ohio State's got to be in two then. So that's, that's two, the interesting part. You're going to have two two-loss teams over an undefeated team in, in Cincinnati yes, and I an mean, undefeated team in Notre Dame. You know, And while OSU has one loss. Ohio State's got two losses. Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma State, I believe they have one loss. Yeah. So And they're really good. Like They're really look, good. As a guy who has watched one college football playoff this game this year, or college football game this year, two completions. You watched, okay, I was going to say, we watched more than that. I watched Michigan and MSU. We watched Auburn-Penn State earlier this season. I know you watched that with me. Yeah, okay. You watched a couple Alabama I've and watched, Ohio State I, games. Okay, I've me. watched like three or four college seven. football games this, like this year. If you want me, a guy that, like, a very, very light fan of college football, if you want me to someone like me to watch these games, you do. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Those are the four teams you put in, yeah. and I would watch every single game. I watch the college football final every championship every single year either way. And you have no idea who those teams are. No anything, idea. But you're watching it. Yes. Because it's the two best teams. Every year they put in Notre Dame, and it's like nobody wants to watch Notre Dame play anymore. If you really think that Cincinnati... There's nobody, nobody on that committee truly believes that Cincinnati is the, one of the four. Cincinnati and Ohio State play tomorrow. Who wins that game? Come on. Be honest. Let's go. I don't think there's a single team in the top five right now that Cincinnati could beat. I don't think so either. Like, does Cincinnati beat MSU? And MSU's probably not in the top not. five, but. Probably not. MSU beat Michigan. Yeah, I think MSU beats Cincinnati. I think MSU beats Notre Dame, and I think MSU beats Oklahoma State University. I. Like the, this is just this is wild to me. I don't. I I'm very excited to see where this goes. As even as a person that doesn't really I, follow it, I can tell you right now, whatever the committee's decision is on Tuesday night, is that the last ranking? No, there, there's going to be one more. So you have after the after the bowl games. The, yeah. No, no, after the conference championship games, which are next week. Yeah. Right, okay. Or the week after, whatever their decision is, fifty percent of the fans in college football are going to be pissed because you're. But isn't that if, how it always works? Right. But. And it, it, they're going to be pissed for an actual real reason this year because I think whatever happens, a precedent is going to be set. They're going to finally say a two-loss team can get in or they're finally going to say a non-Power 5 school can get in. And if you had to ask me, I'd rather have a two-loss team than a non-Power 5. Tell me, give me, 
like the U, uh, the UCF stuff from a few years ago when they were claiming that they were the national champions. Like, no, you're not. You're UCF. Congratulations, you won like 24 straight games. Good for you. Pat on the back. Congratulations. You're not beating anybody. You're not beating Alabama. You're just not. LSU. Like, yeah. You weren't beating that team? No, they're not going to beat them. Come on. So, it's going to be interesting. I don't usually watch the show, but I think I'm going to watch it this week when they announce the four. And I'm really interested to see what some of the analysts have to say because I feel like there's a major bias against Ohio State getting in because I think there's a lot of hatred towards Ohio State, which is understandable. I think they are they have some pretty annoying fans sometimes. But I think if it were me, I would have them in. I would just do it. At some point, a two-loss team is going to make it. Just make it. Just do it now. Yeah. Look, I have nothing else to say. There's not really any other college football events that have happened recently, to my knowledge. All I have to say is I will see you guys in three weeks. Hoping hoping to come back better than ever. Hopefully our viewer rate is still still pretty high with Garrett leading the podcast by himself. Stick around. Maybe give it a listen. I might listen for the first 10 minutes. And it's going to be a good show. I don't know what you're his, talking about. Get sick of his voice coming through my phone. But, I mean, I'll be in Tampa for a few days. I'll be in Orlando. So, I I'll, might have a little bit of time to listen to it. I don't know, though. But the spiel starts now. You want to give it? You want me to give it? You got to practice. Oh, I got this. Go for it. I got this. I mean, basically, I'm just going to plug it and call it a day. It's going to be, you know, our Twitter. Check us out on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Both of our Twitters, our personal Twitters, are in the bio. All right, send us an email at highlyundisputed247 at gmail.com. There's an E in that one. Is there something else I got to plug? I don't really remember. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, yeah, anything you, you know, guys might have stuff. for us. Listen, you know, just share the podcast. Share it around. Yeah. Let other people know about it. Just, what? I, even if you don't like sports, just, like, give it to like to, Look, these guys I know, they're pretty good. They're not great, but they're getting better. They argue sometimes. One of them's really dumb. The other one's really smart. I'll leave it up to you to decide who's who. Just listen. It's going to get better. We're getting better. We're starting to talk about college football. Some baseball trades happened today. We'll talk about that probably in three weeks when baseball becomes more more trade start or more signings start to happen with these free agents. We're getting better, guys. We're still loving doing this. We're not getting sick of it. I'm not leaving you guys for two weeks because I'm over it. I'll see you guys next week, though. It's going to be a great show.